When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We put this time aside every Wednesday for not just a great politician, in my view, along with Rudy Giuliani, the two best politicians in my lifetime in New York, but a great friend and a tremendous radio talent now between my show and John Katsimatidi's show. He is Congressman Peter King. Pete, good Wednesday morning, buddy. How are you? Great to be with you, and I don't want to see you walk around with ashes this afternoon. Right? I mean, uh, you know, you're moving in everywhere. Now you're taking over the Catholic Church, too, so i got to watch that. That's exactly what Mike Breen said at the uh, very first service for our late friend Bernard when he passed away. He said, oh, my God, now you're doing the Catholic Church thing, too. Uh, and you're right, I, I did get ashes at St. Patrick's Cathedral a couple of years ago, and I'm considering doing it again today. Why not? I need all the help I can get, Pete. Your God, my God, I don't care. They're all great. Uh, you got but- it. But- <laughs> Yeah, right. Let me just tell you one thing uh, on, on a semi-serious note. I was listening to Curtis this morning, and he is good sticking all that. But I've been talking to Bruce Blakeman. There's absolutely no truth at all to what Curtis is saying about Bruce bringing in immigrants to uh, Nassau Coliseum or whatever. That is totally false. It's a lie. And to be spreading stuff like that, you know, we can kid around about stuff. But to somehow say that the county executive is going to be bringing in illegal immigrants to Nassau Coliseum is totally untrue. I've been talking to Bruce about it this morning. He has no idea what Curtis is talking about. And that's the type of thing you don't want to get, you know, you're getting out there. Well, listen, there's already, there's, there's already a lawsuit in place. Bo Deedle is suing Curtis Sliwa. Peter, you're welcome to jump on that lawsuit with Bo Deedle <laughs> and the two of you take Curtis Sliwa down. If he's lying about the Nassau County executive, if he's lying about Bo Deedle's career, he blamed you this morning, Peter King, for George Santos. He blamed yeah, no, you. I, I, <laughs> I tell you, you know, you know, Curtis is going off, definitely off the deep end. And with Bruce, listen, he and Commissioner Pat Ryder have done so much to keep crime out of Nassau County, keep it down. The last thing you need is you know somebody stirring up saying we're bringing in immigrants, illegal immigrants to Nassau College. Yeah, listen, Curtis is a good guy. He's a friend. I've known him a long time. Yeah, comes I just want to get that on the record before but, but. there's people marching on Bruce's office in Minneapolis. <laughs> That could happen, too, because he did say that. I mean, but he's not alone in in Curtis's defense. I I never heard that Bruce Blakeman stuff before. But I've told you, I've had people email me at the station and say, I got to tell you, man, I blame a lot of this George Santos stuff on Joe Cairo and Peter King. In my opinion, completely unfair, unfounded, even bordering on stupid but it's out there, Pete. A lot of folks blame you guys. They feel like you're the, the Nassau County Mafia for George Santos. Yeah, actually, uh, first of all, it is untrue. Listen, it's politics. I can understand people saying that. The fact is that Joe Cairo, uh, George Santos was screened and vetted by the Queens Party. That's how he became the candidate in Nassau County. He was the Queens and Nassau candidate. Joe Cairo made almost no appearances with Santos. I didn't, in fact, I kept getting calls from Newsday asking why I hadn't endorsed Santos, and he was the only downstate Republican I didn't contribute to in the last campaign. Finally, in the last week, I, think I put out a one-line statement saying I, I, I endorse Santos as the nominee of the party. I had nothing to do with him. I'm not trying to back away. Listen, but the fact is, Joe Cairo had so many races going on in Nassau County. 
He won the Esposito race. And by the way, Anthony's doing a terrific job. The Garbarino race. He took back three state Senate seats, took back an assembly seat. And Nassau County, which has 100,000 more Democrats than Republicans, Lee Zeldin carried it by over 50,000 votes. So Joe Cairo had a million races he was focusing on. That race there where Swazi brought out nothing about uh, Santos, Newsday brought out nothing about Santos, and Cairo had more things to be doing than to checking out whether a guy was playing volleyball with Baruch Collins <laughs> uh, uh, 20 years ago. Uh, it's funny. Uh, by the way, Lee Zeldin will join me at 7.05 on Tuesday morning. So all this ugliness between Bo and Curtis, now you and Curtis, you're doing a better job than Bo of, of, of protecting it, but you both feel the same way. You can't stand him. So the boss, uh, Chad Lopez, just walked by the studio. And, uh, Chad, you're hearing all this. These are all your players. This is your roster. How do you feel about this uh, ugliness at the station? Well, first off, good morning, uh, Sid, and congrats <laughs> on the great ratings Thank and you. Uh, WABC and uh, what we're doing here. Thank you. But you, you too. You it, too. It's it's like uh, I walk in and it's like all my kids in the sandbox, right? The you know, jo- it's like, you're, you're like Vince McMahon. This is your, the wrestling. You're like running the whole wrestling thing. <laughs> first off, first off, no one should go up against Peter King. No one should go up against Curtis, and no one should go up against Bo, right? But. They're all going up against each other, or actually, what they're going up against Sid. And what I love about this, though, is that uh, this is what WABC is about. This is what John and Margo wanted, right? Exactly. For where every just speak the truth, tell the truth, and the truth will come out, right? And it's common sense, and that's what makes this station great. Although, it makes you great at what you're well, doing. Well, thank you. But one man's truth, Chad Lopez, yes, yes. is another man's lie. <laughs> so Curtis Sliwa, they're contending Bo and Peter keeps lying, even though that's Curtis Sliwa's truth. That's the beauty. Now the, now the question becomes, based upon what you and John want for this station, now we need to find out the real truth. Yeah. Who's and, lying? And, and, and you know what? And, I don't, and you know this. I don't think you'll ever find that out. These are politicians we're dealing with. <laughs> is he right about that, uh, Peter King, Chet Lopez? Is he right that you guys are so good? Not you specifically, because you're a very honest man. You really yes. are. But the politicians are so good at their jobs that you can lie to our faces and we just buy it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to tell you that. But I've been listening carefully to this. Now I know who the evil genius is behind all this. <laughs> Lopez. He is a soul. He's the guy in the schoolyard who will get everybody else fighting. And he's standing off the side. You're, you're laughing at all of us. You're, pick up, you know, you're picking up the money on bets. You know, this is, uh, you know. Peter, I was just going to say. If there's one person I'm standing behind in the schoolyard, is you. That's the person I'm standing behind in the schoolyard. That's true. That's true. That is true. Hey, uh, thank you for stopping in this morning. But, and congratulations to you because you. Uh, you've done – John and Margo, of course, built this. There's no question about it. They get a lot of uh, credit. But you have been the genius behind this thing for many, many years. When they called us dead, you said, no, we're not dead yet. You continue to implement what you believed was right. And I really believe we're here today because of you. So nah, thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you. But it, it's, uh, and thank you to John and Margo because they, they're the of ones course. that give of us course. the opportunity. And, 100%. And they approve everything. So we all work together, and it's a great uh, station. Thank great you, family, Jay. too. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, Peter. You. So, Peter. Uh, Take care of yourself. You too. So, um, oh, I'm talking to Chad, yes. So you heard the conversation earlier, that was very funny, with uh, Colonel Jack Jacobs. And we talked about this, this World War III looming. And I'm hearing that in a lot of places, World War III, that now because the Chinese and the Russians are, in fact, allied, that that's what they would like to see. They would like to see eventually, you know, maybe he will attack a NATO country, something like Poland, Putin. Maybe he, he may use chemical and nuclear weapons. Who knows? But we are in the beginning, the beginning stages of World War III, and our idiotic president 
just can't seem to figure that out. What do you think? Well, first of all, uh, listen, I, I think Joe Biden has certainly made some mistakes with Ukraine, but I, this is when every European nation, when even countries like Sweden and Finland, who were never in NATO before, suddenly want to join because they're so concerned about uh, Russia. And uh, to me, the best way to avoid World War III is to stand strong now and to let Putin know that he's not going to win, that NATO will stand together. Uh, you know, Russia can't afford a nuclear war. China is making such great economic inroads. They don't want a nuclear war. What Russia wants to do is just effectively move. They can take Ukraine. That's going to give them economic power against Germany. It's going to put tremendous pressure on Poland. And it's going to bring those countries into Russia's sphere of influence, which is going to hurt us economically. And if he can use this threat of nuclear war, he can do that with every country. You know, why go to nuclear war? Uh, have a nuclear war over uh, Ukraine. Let's give in. Why about Poland? Why about uh, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia? And we're back to the days of the Cold War. To me, the best way to avoid a nuclear war or an all-out war is to do what we're doing now, but give more weapons to Ukraine because they are fighting a war for us to stop Russian imperialism. And, uh, yeah, it can. It can be expensive. It will be more expensive if we end up in, in a world war. If we had built up in the 1930s to fight Hitler and given the aid to, to Britain that they needed more than we gave them, then you know, we may not have had World War II, which cost us the hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of American lives. Peter, I've heard Republican analysts and other folks say, hey, listen, I'm OK with Biden going to the Ukraine. I'm OK with even giving them money and giving them weaponry, all of that. But did he have to do it last week? We've got a real serious situation right here in the United States. Fish are dying. Chicken are dying. People are coughing up blood right here in Ohio. I understand it was President's Day, but couldn't that wait? Isn't the United States more important what's going on in, in, in Ohio than the Ukraine right now? That seems to be a lot of the criticism today that Biden should have been in Ohio, not the Ukraine. What are your thoughts on that? Well, the two separate issues. He should have been both. He is a day late and a dollar short as far as uh, Palestine, Ohio. That's where he should have been the week before. He should have been out there. He should have had Buttigieg there. He should have had Kamala Harris there. And he should have been talking to the nation about that. Instead, he may believe it didn't even happen. And that showed to me a disregard for an area. I guess the people there are not that important. You had a 77 percent vote for Trump in that area. These are the people that Biden is not identifying with. And he figured he could ignore them. So to me, two things. He definitely should have been in East Palestine. He should have been there, just stood with the people. Listen, if that were Bill Clinton, he would have hugged every person in that entire city. He would have gone out there and he would have shown concern for them, as would Donald Trump, as would Ronald Reagan. These are great presidents. They would have known how to handle it. But then he also should have gone to Ukraine and had the two of them. The reason he's made Ukraine a negative issue right now is because he's over there and, and seems to be ignoring East Palestine. He should have been in East Palestine the week before, been there for one day, two days, say this is a major effort. And to be somehow saying FEMA can't get involved because it's not big enough, then FEMA uh, should get involved uh, or can't get involved because it's too big an issue. This is nonsense. This is madness. He should have been there. And it was a dereliction of duty for him not to be there. At the same time, by going to Ukraine, what it's doing is it is firming up support in Europe against Russia. So a commander in chief has domestic obligations and foreign. He totally failed in the domestic obligation. 30 seconds. We got to run here, Peter. You've been kind of tough and bold on Trump. Uh, you loved him. You voted for him. You were there for him. But you think this time around he's kind of worn out his welcome. Policies are great, but not necessarily he's the right guy for the job. But he is going to East Palestine this morning. Not the president, not Harris, not Buttigieg, but Donald Trump. Give him credit for that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know that if he had been president, he would have been there on day one or certainly a day two, the latest. He would have been out there. Absolutely. No, he uh, he understood that that form of leadership and he understood that there were certain forgotten people in America. And that part of middle America has been forgotten by the Democrats for too long. And that's why Donald Trump was elected in 2016. And that's why Ohio, which had been a marginal state, is now overwhelmingly Republican because they realize that Democrats have abandoned the working people in communities like East Palestine. What a great interview. What a great conversation. What a great job, man. I love you, Peter King. Thank you so much. Enjoy the week. We'll do it again next week. Great job. Great job with the mayor. That that was a great interview. Oh, thank you, Peter. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I thought he was very good, as you were as well. And to continue, really, thank you, Peter King. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.